You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Far and Away by Lisa on Gossamer. Rating Mature. Part 2. Dreams of loneliness, like a heartbeat, drives you mad. In the stillness of remembering what you had and what you lost. Scully quickly settled into a routine. She felt like she was doing something that really mattered. Her work as part of the cancer surveillance team was very interesting and relevant to the health of the public. She worked closely with Robin Ingram, an epidemiologist who had been with the CDC for five years. She was used to dealing with environmental toxins, not chronic diseases, but convinced Dr. Gabriel to give her a chance in this field. Robin was about 10 years older than Scully, with short, dark hair and green eyes, her best feature. She had two teenage girls and a wonderful husband named Bill. They had been married for almost 25 years, and she often relayed little anecdotes to Scully about their marriage. Their current project was developing and enhancing a standardized cancer staging classification system that would be compatible for cancer registries and screening programs. Cancer registries collect and process information on individuals diagnosed with cancer, including the site of the tumor, stage at diagnosis, morphology, and treatment issues. Demographic information was also collected, and from this, predictions can be made on what specific population may be prone to developing the disease. Scully's work involved the pathology of the disease and its characteristics. However, lately, they have been bombarded with samples of cancer cells and were running statistical analysis on them. Anyway, it was tiring but rewarding work. Scully was almost too tired at the end of the day to even think about Mulder. Almost. She had two theories. The first being that Mulder really cared for her, maybe even loved her, and needed to show her. But if that were true, then why didn't he tell her earlier? However, she wasn't too forthcoming with her feelings either. Secondly, it was a mistake, and Mulder didn't want to tell her that morning. They were caught up in the moment and couldn't stop. Perhaps he felt that if they made love, she wouldn't take the job and stay with him and the FBI. Mulder must have a very high opinion of himself if he believed that. Weeks passed, and Scully never heard anything from Mulder, despite emailing him her new address and phone number. He could have at least acknowledged that he received it. She called to touch base with Skinner, and he sounded the same. He didn't say much about Mulder, and she wasn't going to pry even though occasionally she wished her former supervisor would say, Mulder's miserable and doesn't know what to do without you, Scully. But he had Agent Valley to keep him company. Scully was certain she'd be more than willing to assume that role. Jealousy would get her nowhere. It was going to stop. No more. That was her old life. She had to let it go. The sooner, the better. Mulder didn't realize how much he missed Scully until she was gone. Wasn't that how the old adage went? He felt like something was missing. It was. She wasn't here by his side. It was a mistake. Instead of a beginning, it was an end. He didn't plan on seducing Scully. Seducing Scully? She wouldn't allow herself to be seduced unless she really wanted it to happen. He expected her to get mad and throw him out of the room. It was just the opposite. Those words she said, trust, everything, left him unable to respond. No witty comeback for that one, nor did he want there to be. 
Scully had summed up their relationship in two words. Hearing her say that in the same breath and then offering her beautiful body to him was too much to resist. Mulder had held himself back long enough when it came to Scully. Now, if they never saw each other again, he knew how it felt to make love to her. So, Dana, are you going to see him again? Robin asked her as they were having their requisite morning cup of coffee. Chris, she asked. Robin swallowed the hot liquid carefully before nodding her head. I don't know. I hope so, Scully replied. She had literally run into Chris Ruberty in the parking lot of her apartment building. He was pulling out of a parking spot and Scully ran into the back of his car. She had been distracted and looked down for a minute. That one span of inattention cost her. They'd exchanged insurance information and addresses, finding out they lived in the same complex. She was attracted to him instantly and ended up getting past the initial anger and awkwardness of the driving mishap. He was just a little shy of six feet tall with dark blonde hair and was wearing a light blue shirt that seemed to be the same color as his eyes. Chris Ruberty, an Atlanta native, was always interested in medicine and becoming a doctor, but decided in his sophomore year of college he would much rather teach science to young people who loved it as much as he did. He was a biology professor at Emory University for the past 10 years. Chris was very surprised to learn that Scully was a doctor and even more intrigued that she had worked for the FBI. To him, the FBI was an elusive organization, something he was only familiar with through movies and TV. Actually meeting a former federal employee and a beautiful one as well made her all the more captivating. Scully chose her words carefully when telling Chris about her time at the Bureau. He couldn't understand all of what she'd been through, and she couldn't open up to a stranger easily, not when she didn't trust him yet. Well, Robin began, shaking Scully out of her reverie. You're smiling, something I haven't seen you do in a while. Scully added another packet of sugar to her half-empty cup. I am happy, she admitted, and have a feeling I'll see him again. Oh, before I forget, in two weeks, we have to go to that conference. What conference? It's kind of boring, but the CDC has it every year. It's a chance to network with other professionals and other field offices and see what they're doing. Too many meetings. But at least we get the evenings to ourselves, she explained. It's not in Atlanta, Scully inquired. No, D.C., Robin stated. Where you're from? Maybe you'll even see some friends. Robin tossed the styrofoam cup in the trash. Maybe, Scully smiled weakly. She wouldn't see Mulder. He'd probably be out of town. Anyway, it was for CDC employees only. How would he even know about it? Diana Fowley had one goal. It was to get Fox Mulder back. Any way she could. The X-Files was the way to accomplish that task. She was interested in them and the man behind them even more. Right now, this seemed very much more fun than profiling terrorist and terroristic activities overseas. She broke it off with him because he was too obsessed with the X-Files. His work became his life. There was always some theory, angle, or question he needed to look at. He never relaxed and consequently never had enough time for her. She was instantly attracted to him and that skewed her judgment for a while. Back then, she was young and naive, not able to control the relationship the way she wanted to. Now, she knew exactly what she wanted and had the means to get it. They'd be the perfect pair. They thought alike with respect to the X-Files. 
both open to extreme possibilities. She didn't mean marriage, but if she had to do that, it would be just a minor inconvenience. Since the X-Files' existence became known, he had done everything in his power to prove there is an underlining conspiracy at work, to thwart the truth as he sees it. Well, there was a conspiracy, but he needed to move on with his life. She was just the one to help him along. Working with Fox again, she'd be able to steer him away from things he shouldn't find out. There are certain things he doesn't need to know. At least not yet. Perhaps never. Diana realized she had some more work to do to get him to trust her completely, and that would take time. But their history together offers her some advantages. Truth. Trust. Fox places too much emphasis on those words. She'll tell him what he wants to hear. That should be easier now that Agent Scully left him. She was never his ally. Science and the X-Files work at cross-purposes anyway. Diana's purpose was to have Agent Mulder all to herself. This would be much easier now that Agent Scully was out of the picture. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.